You're listening to Rama for Today. And I know that cloud came down on me. I couldn't see it there. I couldn't see one single person. I had a microphone just held it in my hand right in front of my mouth. I couldn't see one single person. I couldn't see anybody. It's like you're standing in a thick fog cloud. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Because I could hear the sound of my voice, but I couldn't distinguish one word it was saying. And I was in that for 12 minutes because I looked at my watch when I come out of it. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his classic teaching, The Glory of the Lord, next on Rhema for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. I, I was pastor of another church. And I had an evangelist hold me a meeting. And, and he was, uh, I believe, the best I've ever heard. You know, there are different kinds of sermons, of uh, uh, messages, narration-type sermons. He, uh, he, you know, just simply tell it in story form. Every sermon he preached, almost he'd tell it in story form. And, and I believe he's the best I ever heard in my life. And he only had fifth-grade education, but the anointing of God was on him. And so he's preaching one Sunday night about the prodigal son. And he just shut his eyes and told that, you know, more or less like a story. And he had the son going away, you know, and you know all the story left home. And then the old, out on the old farm place, the dear mother and father, sitting out on the front porch in the cool of the evening. And, and they looked, the mother looked off down the lane, you know, that led up to the old farmhouse and said to her husband, said, you know, that looks like John Jr. coming there. He had been away for years. And so here the old man looked and he said, I believe it is. And he got closer and closer as he walked up that lane towards the old home place. And when the father recognized said, that is him, that is him. And he jumped up and ran to meet him. And about that time, it was like a giant flash bud went off. Everybody saw it. Everybody was blinded. Fast as you can snap your finger. And then there's the altar. Several people are in the altar. How'd they get there? I don't know. I couldn't see. Nobody else knew. They couldn't see. Some of the folks asked me, how'd I get here? I guess the power of God flashed and it just suddenly was there. You see, you get over into the spirit realm and and we're going to have spirit bodies one of these days. Yeah, it's going to be physical, still going to be flesh and bone, but it's not a soulless body, but a spirit body. Jesus was raised from the dead. And he was not flesh and blood, but flesh and bone. Because he said to his disciples, when they said it's a spirit, he said, handle me. Handle me. Spirit, a ghost, doesn't have flesh and bone. Handle me. And you remember he ate fish with them out there. Don't you remember that? And yet the word of God tells us that after his resurrection, with that physical flesh and bone body, that the disciples was in a room, the door was shut for fear of the Jews, and suddenly Jesus appeared in their midst, just coming right through the wall, bless God. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, it is sown a natural body. It's raised a spiritual body, the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians tells us. Amen. Well, why couldn't that power be made manifest? It is made manifest. That's what happened. Those folks just were transported down there. Instantly they was there. The glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord. The same spirit that was there all the time, but the glory was in manifestation. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I left that church, 
And I went further down in East Texas and passed a little church in the oil field. And now this is 1941. And we didn't get into the war till the fall, you know, December the 7th, 1941. But I had a PA system, you know, and, and on Saturday I'd go to different towns and hold street meetings. And, and we don't know much about that today because everybody's in such a hurry, you know, there wouldn't be anybody waiting to listen to you. But in those days, especially on Saturday and in country towns, they come to town. And so I wound up on one Saturday late, late, late on Saturday, you know, preaching in different towns all the way from way down East Texas to Greenville, Texas. And uh, the, the, the farmers came and parked off uh, their cars. And some even still in those days had come to town once in a while. You'd see two or three wagons and teams even on a, a lot that was specially, you know, off of the square that was a parking lot. And we used to call them jockey lots because they, they parked horses and mules and wagons and so on there too. And, and so I just simply drove up there because they were coming. I mean, just like a parade. All the stores in those days was right around the square, you know, and a few few stores off around. And, and it's just like a just like a parade, just a stream of people heading down that way, you see, getting in the cars to leave. So real quickly, I had a turntable, and I had a record of the Chuck Wagon Gang singing. You know, and they just sing one song, played through and heard one song all the way through. And I put that on, turned the thing up where everybody could hear it, and played that song through. See? And then when they got through that song, I, uh, I made the announcement that just I'm going to play one more song, and then I'm going to preach. And I told them what I was going to preach on. And it was prophecy, and folks were concerned about these things, you see. And so I played that song, and then I started preaching. Didn't even open my Bible, just took my text, quoted my text, quoted the scriptures. And, and the crowd was big around me, and, and I was preaching. I mean, just, just minding my own business, tending my own business. Just preaching away, and that cloud came down on me and enveloped me. And, and I looked at my watch. I still had that same dollar watch I talked about last night. It lasted for a year. Ken cut his teeth on it. And, and the Bible said to watch and pray. And I don't know why I do, but always when those things happen, I always look to see what time it is. And I know that cloud came down on me. I couldn't see it there. I couldn't see one single person. I had a microphone just held it in my hand right here in front of my mouth. I couldn't see one single person. I couldn't see anybody. It's like you're standing in a thick fog cloud. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Because I could hear the sound of my voice, but I couldn't distinguish one word it was saying. And I was in that for 12 minutes because I looked at my watch when I come out of it. When I came out of it, though, I just bowed my head and said, let's pray. And everybody bowed their head, and I prayed, and these are all men, practically. And I gave an invitation, best invitation I ever had on the street. Twelve grown men, heads of family. I don't mean young men. I mean men, I'd say the youngest one is probably 38, 40 years old, some older. Twelve grown men just stepped right out of the crowd, stepped right up around me. Glory to God and accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. You don't see that happen too many times on the street. But praise God, the glory came down. Well, I was preaching a revival meeting then in Grand Saline, Texas, in, uh, uh, later. And, and I remember that uh, we got permission, the pastor there, I was preaching in Full Gospel Church, the pastor got permission from the, uh, one of the places of business to hold a street meeting in front of his business. And I still had that same PA system, you see. This is 1943 now. And so I pulled up there. We pulled up our car in front of that place of business. We had, had these parking spots uh, marked off, three of them. And, uh, and uh, we played a record or two, and he announced I was going to preach. He announced I was holding revival in their church. So I took my text, and everybody's interested, you see. Now we're in the war now, 1943, you see. We're in it now, 
And so I, my, my subject is, and man, we got, I, th I think everybody in town, that is up there in the town, on the streets came down. I said, I'm going to preach on Japan is doomed. Now, I got that message, you know, from Brother Rustoy. That's where I got it. He, he preached a sermon about that. And I got my text, and I didn't preach it just like he did, but that got me started. And, and so I, I started preaching. Now, we agreed, the pastor and I, we were out there on the street, we were advertising the revival, we're not going to take up an offering or anything like that. And so I'm just preaching away, minding my own business. And that cloud came down on me. I couldn't see anybody. It's just like you're standing in a thick fog. I could hear the sound of my voice, don't know one single word to say. You know out there on the streets, I preached an hour and 43 minutes. And when that cloud lifted, I'm still preaching. People just started throwing money at my feet. I got more money out there than they did in the church. <laughs> the glory of the Lord. Oh, I wish I'd get that to come down more often. <laughs> hey, hallelujah. The glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord. Well, I could tell you of other instances, but in ministering a lot of time, now I want you to notice this. People wonder sometimes why people fall under the power. Did you notice we read here in the Old Testament when that glory was manifested again and again, it talks about them falling and they fell and they fell. I always say it like this. When the natural comes in contact with the supernatural, something's got to give. And it sure won't be the supernatural. Amen? I said amen. amen. Now, I, I notice this a lot of times in our crusades through the years. That uh, a lot of times I'm, I'm teaching. I mentioned an incident in healing school. And more than that, where the woman was healed, you know, that hadn't, couldn't swallow. Lost 90 pounds. Not a solid by the food for many, many months. And I just simply said, when that glory is present, I just simply said, you know, and you can see it, you don't have to have hands laid on you. You don't have to come up here. Just simply, uh, just reach up and take it. It's yours now. She just reached up and took her healing. Praise God. She, had, she showed us later, stood on the platform, 11 different incisions on her neck where she had been cut 11 different times operating on her. And she still couldn't swallow but when she took her healing, went across the street to the Mexican restaurant and had two, had two Mexican dinners. You haven't had a bite of solid food for months and one Mexican dinner. <laughs> Probably do you up. But she was healed, praise God. Now, very often in seminars, I remember another instance there. I, I did not know the lady. She had cancer. She had had two operations for cancer. And now then it spread all over her body. Every gland in her body, you can't take out every gland. Doctors gave her only a little while to live. So she came. I did not know her. I did not know she was there. No one said anything to me about it. But I was teaching one afternoon in healing school. And uh, just to come into the close of my Bible lesson, and I had what I call a mini vision. You my N-I, mini vision. Just real quick like. I saw this woman, this lady, young lady, sitting next to the aisle, and I saw her stand out in the aisle, and I saw myself point to her and said, Be healed in the name of Jesus. Saw her go over backwards. I'd never done that before. I'd laid hands on her and fall in the floor. I saw a man over here in this aisle, and I saw him standing out in the aisle, and I said to him, Be healed in the name of Jesus, and he fell over backwards. I saw a man in this aisle over here, and so I just stopped and acted that out. Very often, and when I say very often, I don't mean it happens every month. I don't mean it happens every six months. It doesn't even happen every year. Sometimes I'll go along two or three years and it doesn't happen. But uh, very often, 
You understand what I mean by very often now? I just go out in the service and act out what I saw before I went. Just act it out. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. This month, we're offering Kenneth E. Hagan's six-CD set, Holy Spirit Series. We're also offering Lynette Hagan's CD, Keep the Fire Burning. Last but not least is Kenneth W. Hagan's book entitled, How to Fulfill Your Divine Destiny. All these items at the special price of $40. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or you can write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. In March, honey, we begin our Living Faith Conferences yes. in March. March the 24th through the 26th, we're going to be in Las Vegas, Nevada, Word of Life Christian Center. That's Pastors David and Vicki Sharon. Then we're going to jump over to Chandler, Arizona, which is just a part of the Phoenix, Phoenix area. area. Yes, And at uh, Faith Family Church and Pastors Andy and Deb White are there, but actually all of the Rhema pastors in that area are coming together yes. for this conference. So, hey, we're looking for you to be there with us. It's going to be a great, great time. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagan with his classic teaching, The Glory of the Lord. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.